I um, am delighted to be here. Mark called. Would I come? <clears throat> and, um, of course, glad to. I didn't know how the COVID had affected Bozier, but I can tell you don't want anything coming this way getting on you, and I don't want anything coming that way <laughs> getting on me either. Hasn't it done something to our churches? Uh, nobody's got a mask on. That's a change, at least, uh, from, well, I don't guess. I can see so far, and then my eyes kind of <laughs> peter out. Um, I, um, I'm glad to be here. I hadn't seen Dan in a good while. He's uh, got the same hair color I do. <laughs> What's left of yours. And it's good to see y'all in the choir. Um, Sarah is one of my former absent mem members of a church I did as an interim. My last interim was in First Church Slidell. And um, her youth director came to, Boge, uh, to uh, uh, Noel, and uh, she came here. Um, good to see you. Sione came from somewhere out of space <laughs> and shocked so many people with his little dress um, that he came to my office once while I was superintendent wondering if he should wear his uh, native clothes. I said, sure. Uh, We've got people who've been to New Orleans and they won't even know you've changed. <laughs> and Mark, his uh, dad and I were in the, sitting there choir together and, and his mother uh, some years back. And uh, he's now grown into getting to be a gray-haired old preacher as well. Um, I appreciate his asking. I did, um, I retired in 05, and Fane and I have done 15 interims in uh, Arizona, Texas, and Louisiana. The largest was a 10,000 member church in uh, Sugarland, and the smallest was one down on New Roads, I believe, four or five members. Um, the last one was at Slidell. We did that for six months. And as I told Sarah, I called my bishop and told her that I had her phone number in my phone. And it was on block. <laughs> Let us hear these words from John's gospel. Beginning at the uh, first chapter, verse 43, and I reading from Philip's. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and remarked, Now here is a true man of Israel. There is no deceit in him. How do you know me? returned Nathanael. When you were under the fig tree, replied Jesus, before Philip called you, I saw you. 
at which Nathanael exclaimed, Master, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Do you believe me, replied Jesus, because I said I'd seen you underneath the fig tree? You're going to see something greater than that. Believe me, he, asked, he added. I tell you all that you will see in heaven, why it see, you will see heaven wide open and God's angels ascending and descending around the Son of Man. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When you were little, younger, did you ever play hide and seek? Anybody? Some few of you. Did some of you? Oh, man. Great. Hide and seek was a fun game. It taught us a deep theological lesson that we were unaware of. You remember how it was played? You had a, an it. Um, and they were the ones who were to count to 100 or whatever number you decided on. And everybody else... Uh, hid and you hid anywhere in the barn uh, in a closet in a box behind the shrubbery uh, whatever place you thought you were hidden and then the seeker the it would uh, come and when they found you you became it and you were the one next to count the numbers and everybody else hid and, um, and it went on and over again. It was fun. Sometimes someone would not want to be found and they would hide in a place that you could not find them. And after a while, the other participants would get bored and play marbles or <laughs> something else and forget about them. And they just had to be there, lost, hiding, Have you ever been it? Some of you. Some of you were it. It's, um, here's Nathaniel. Well, this gospel of John is so magnificent. It gives us the whole creation story in one paragraph as a New Testament address, not as the Old Testament. It is a new vision, a new metaphor for creation. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. God expressed himself. Expressed himself in that word, that word which is God was God. He existed with God from the beginning. All creation took place through him and none took place without him. In him appeared life and this life was the light of mankind. The light still shines in the darkness and the darkness has never put it out. Nathaniel is that story 
claiming him is in the middle of the call of the disciples. All of them have been hiding. They've been hiding from whatever it was that held them back to be followers of the way. They were a people who followed the law, the 10 plus Leviticus, plus thousands of other laws. And as Nathaniel found himself hiding under the canopy of God, the fig tree, a safe place, Jesus sees him and sees there's no deceit in that Jew. He knows to be hiding under the care of God. Nathaniel, he is one who is caught. But all the other disciples, in their hiding from whatever it was they were hiding from, were caught. Just 12. 12 men who were good, faithful, possibly, uh, are incorrigible, I have no idea, uh, Jews who were caught and then turned into its. You know the stories. They didn't know Jesus. They didn't know anything about that. John's around baptizing with water calling people to something that was visible to him in a way and a mystery to him totally. But there was something happening in the time, in the world, in their lives. And they wanted to know who he was. They asked John, who are you? And he quickly replies, I'm not the Messiah, but the one coming, I'm not worthy so much as the ties sandals. But they were all hiding. What were they hiding from? Jesus exposed them right off the bat. He um, goes to Bethsaida and um, right off the bat, they um, need a little more wine. They're running low on wine. And there's nothing uh, more frustrating um, to one who's giving a great party than to run out of wine and saving the worst for the last. But his mama says, go make some wine. And he does. And you remember the story of how that wine was the best and they complained about it or told stories about it or said something. Why would one serve the best wine last? What was that story about? They hear story. they see stories. There's a blind man. Jesus spits in the sand, makes a little putty, puts it on his eyes. 
the guy goes and rinses it off and he can see. What's that story about? What's Jesus doing? Remember the woman at the well who's not even living with, well, she's living with her fifth guy. And Jesus knows it, or so the story goes. And he tells her, the one you're living with now is not even your husband. And she goes into town and tells him, here's someone I gave water to, which a Jewish woman would not give water to a man, strange man, who knows everything about me. There was another woman who was caught in the very act of adultery. You remember what they, the law said? Stoner. And they take him to Jesus so he can throw the first stone. And you know what he did? You remember that story? You know what he said to her? Now, don't you do this anymore. And if she did, you know what he said to her then? Don't you do this anymore. And if she did again, he said, don't you do this anymore. Why? Well, we said something about it in the creed. I believe in the forgiveness of sins. He told a story about how many times to forgive. Seventy times seven. How many is that? That's several. Can't you just see all of us in our hidings today? Missing the point of the stories that you learned in elementary uh, grade school in your church at the time, where some old woman or man told you the stories of Jesus? You remember those stories? And you remember them but you hide from them because all of the stories of Jesus are about helping the hurting, hungry, homeless, and helpless. And we hide from it. If you don't believe it, turn up your TV so you can hear it. We hide from it. We shield ourselves from the pain that is in this world right here right now we're all guilty of hiding and hoping not to be found but friends we've been found we have heard the word and the word is you're forgiven you are the light of the world, not somebody else. You and I are the light of the world. 
the light of God that dwells within us, shines in the darkness. The darkness has not and will not put it out. Our hiding. What are you personally hiding from? Hiding from dying? Well, it'll happen. Give it time. Some of us, like myself, when we go to the doctor, I want to go to the doctor and go in, see them, and come out, go have a hamburger or something. I don't want to wait. In fact, if I have to wait over 50 minutes, I usually just get up and leave. I don't have that long to live. <laughs> what are we hiding from? On our streets, in our homes. The stories of Jesus tell us what we're hiding from. I can see us, all of us, the whole world, all lined up together before the throne of God. And Jesus is standing there. Isn't that what the creed says? And I believe in the resurrection of the dead. I believe in forgiveness. And we're all standing there, sinners and saints. And the word comes. Your name is called William. You're forgiven. Adolf, you're forgiven. Any name you want to call out, you want to remember, you are forgiven. We in the church have a great gift and we're sitting on it. It's not our pocketbooks. It's the life that dwells within us because of the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have the power to heal the hurting, the hungry, the hopeless, the helpless. We don't have to bring up. I remember I was doing an interim in 06 or 07 at Asbury and in North Bossier. Almost every house seemed to have a big sign out front, the Ten Commandments. And I thought, I didn't know there was that many Hebrews in Bossier. <laughs> Not a one of them had, love your neighbor. And the second's just like that. Uh, love the Lord your God. Love your neighbor. No, the word was, follow the Ten Commandments. And then you've got Leviticus, and you've got some others. And today we've got the situation we're in right now. Within the church, beyond the church, and whatever borders there are. We have a key word. You're it. You and I are the ones who reflect the very life, death, and resurrection 
of Jesus Christ in all our going-ons. We lift up the hurting, the hungry, the homeless, the helpless. Why? Because we've been found and we're it. Amen.